You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. distraction hi there how we doing i'm adam with me as always is scott how's it going scott oh i'm doing pretty well adam doing pretty well just this a little bit here just a little bit yeah get that yep. right in front of your face <clears throat> so what's going on how we doing it's been uh it's been a couple weeks uh couldn't do it last week so we're uh, filling in yeah last week I, I got drunk and uh it was my niece's 21st birthday so we were just hanging out and it was like 70 degrees it was gorgeous and tonight it's like 10 degrees and snowing, so that's why I'm I'm dressed like I'm in the tundra. But What's it like uh, getting drunk with uh, people in their 20s, Scott? You've done it a few times this past year, at least a couple. Didn't you have like a nephew or something like that that turned 21? You went down to like his college, and they're frat boys. And My nephew is like is 22. Well, yeah, okay, but like, I mean, in the, in the early 20s, what's it like partying I mean, with those kind of people? I went to a college party with him at his at his basically a frat house where he lives and you know what it's okay i'm i'm a little seasoned veteran when it comes to the college drinking days uh but you know we didn't have hard seltzers when i was a wee lad y'all were rocking hard seltzers huh yeah i mean these frat boys drinking hard (laughs) seltzers man man i would have got my ass kicked back in the day if i was drinking a zima or some (laughs) shit like that but uh but no, good fun. Good fun. Um, yeah, did some Jaeger shots, puked, you know. Rallied. Rallied, definitely did some rallied. some more Jaeger shots after that. Yeah. No more Jaeger ever again in life. Scott, you're hard drinking tonight. I'm is, drinking. Is there, is, there, is there a reason why you're hard drinking tonight? Has there been like a state of the world that's changed that makes you want to switch from beer to the hard stuff? Well, yes, but also no. I didn't bring a beer to the show. Frankly, to be brutally honest, I went to my, my beer selection, which everybody who knows me, it's called the Melanc Variety Pack, yeah. because I go to the beer store, and I always like to mix it up. Sometimes I'll get a craft beer. Sometimes I'll get like a cheap domestic beer. I like to mix it up, and I'll buy a case, because in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, you go to the beer distributor, you got to buy it by the case. So yeah. I buy a case of beer, and I typically don't drink a case of beer, so I have <laughs> some left over. So it goes to the collection. And then on a random night, I'm like, oh, what do I have left? And I'll check out the variety pack. Everybody's like, where's Malenke? All of a sudden, the door crashes open. There's fog rolling in. He comes stepping yeah. in with the, with the cooler. You in hear the- like a WWE entrance music. Yeah. Like Stone Cold Steve. You hear the glass bottle shatter. I'll kick the door open, run in like Kramer from Seinfeld, holding the Malenke variety pack. Yeah. And it just happens to be whatever I had left over at the house. So I went to my beer selection and... It was nothing. Everything I've had, we've already done on the show as a beer of the show before. Yeah. And it's like stuff I've been drinking frequently. And I'm kind of like bored of it. So I decided uh, I was going to take a page out of your book. You're usually drinking rum, rum or. And so, so I went with Nectar rum tonight. Nectar of the gods. I went with rum tonight also. 
What kind of rum? You, 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 what? You I brought the Kraken. Released the Kraken. I did. It just, it was the rum I had in my house. It was, and it, I only had half a bottle of it. It's so. a like, good choice. I, I enjoy it. Rum and Coke is like the best drink. It's kind it's of the actually best. R- rum and Sam's Cola. Actually, because you never have regular cola here. No, I got Diet Coke. And Diet Pop with, you know, the aspartame or whatever sweetener they use has a funny aftertaste. You can keep it. I mean, it's for the birds. When you mix it with the rum, you can't really taste any of that nonsense. Well, that's why I brought so, Sam's Choice Cola. Hey, you know what? I got to keep my girlish figure. So. I brought Sam's Choice Cola because, I mean, Coke or Pepsi, I mean, you're not going to taste it anyway. So. I just yeah. So, so that's why, then why risk the extra calories then? Because I don't. I can still taste it through the rum. I can still taste that nasty grime. You're not using that's enough diet. rum then. You're not using enough rum then. I'm used to, listen, <laughs> I do use rum. I do use not enough, enough rum. apparently. Scott, I, I, you look like you want to rant. You look like you're going crazy. I'm not really going crazy, Adam. It's just oh, it's driving me nuts. It's driving me insane. So I don't know if you've noticed lately, but. Uh, well, gas has really gone up lately. That's hasn't what I was it? gonna say. Gas has—it's uh, really crazy. You the know? price of gas has gone up, and it's unfortunate. Nobody wants to pay high prices for gas, but I don't really—it doesn't really bother me that much because you want to know why? Why? Because you have to buy gas regardless. <coughs> like I so have you, to so put gas in my car. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like because you have to do it. It's like well, it's it's out of your control. So just you know, just let it go. I know people, attitude? I have family members and friends who are like, they drive around town. Like, even if they're not getting gas, they're just driving around town. And every time they pass a gas station, they'll check the sign and they'll remark at the price. I don't do that shit. How, well, I, I, I have how no old idea. Are, how old are these people? Typically older. <laughs> yeah. Typically so, boomers. So in yeah. 20 years, let's see what you're doing, Scott. Let's see, see what you're doing in 20 years. I mean, I don't, I don't drive around. Like, I freaking go to Sheets or... The Circle K or the Speedway and Hubbard, or like like around my house, like I just go to those places and get gas. I don't even check what the price is. I just I know my car has to go to get me to work and to get me to places I need to go, and it has to have gasoline in the car. Yeah. So prices don't really fucking matter to me. Do I want to pay more? No, but I'm going to. Mark this episode in 20 years. We're going to go back and revisit this. And we're going to talk about how often, you, as you're driving past any gas station, you're like, God, the gas do you is do that? high. Do you do that? No, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm right there with you. Right. Honestly, I don't look at way. the prices. I don't. Where do you get gas when you need I gas? I used to car? get it uh, the Speedway in town. Okay. Um, but now it doesn't matter, I guess. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. So yeah. I, I'm right there with you, but like in 20 years, remember, Scott, you never used to have a garden. Now you got like a little mini farm in your back. I like a garden. That's the most dad like thing you could have done. So just you wait. Wait till granddad shows up. Mm, those gas goes gas prices. But but my main problem with the gas prices isn't even the gas prices themselves. It's the Internet idiots yeah. who are bitching and griping and pointing fingers and blaming the government for the high prices, especially the president. Yeah. And before we even start this conversation, bear in mind, again, we have to re- reiterate, we don't love Joe Biden. Mm-mm. We voted for Joe Biden, did. but it was a lesser of two evils. We don't love him. So you can't sit there and say, oh, see, this is what you voted for. Yada, yada. It's like, it's not like we're big Joe Biden guys. 
We were both Bernie Sanders dudes. Yes. That's what we both were. So I did not vote for Joe Biden in the primary election, Democratic primary. Neither did I. Voted for Bernie Sanders. But once Joe Biden, Joe Biden was actually one of my least favorites of all. Very underwhelming, too old. Yeah. I mean, even though Bernie Sanders is really old, too, he had he had the heart of a youngster. His heart, his soul is young. So, But, but I mean, you nailed it. Like, I am not a huge President Biden fan. But I certainly, absolutely like him light years better than Trump. Yeah. So when your choices are Biden or Trump, it's going to be Biden 100% of the time. Yeah. For me, anyway. Um, but this is, in, this is in no way directly the president's fault. Like, I don't understand why people... I know why people think that is because they watch fox news and they all watch go on facebook for their news Do people, and people watch fox news like a lot like there are fox, you know i get i get there confused. are people out there that i've known who have it on Twitter. what are their ages what are their older, ages older. okay the same people are looking at the fucking gas prices yes, right? those people they go home and turn on fox news see i'll say something i'll disagree with somebody on the internet typically facebook let's call a spade a spade okay it's think- space it's facebook okay it's where they are and um I'll say that a racist phrase, spade a spade. Is it really? I'm pretty sure it has to do with black people. No shit. I'll look it up. I'm like 90% sure I heard that before. I was like, holy shit. Is it really? You keep talking. I'm going to look it up and then I'll give you a chance to apologize. I'm I'm, I'm bringing it back. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. Oh man, my grandpa used to say that all the time. (laughs) My grandpa wasn't racist. You sure about that? (laughs) Maybe not. Okay. Well, um, I thought it was a freaking garden tool. Now I feel like an asshole if it was racist. I'm 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 pretty sure it was accidentally racist. Yes. Isn't, that, isn't that a Brad Paisley song? <laughs> okay, anyway, let's, let's not go there. But um damn, now you made me lose my train of thought. So, so um you fucking smiling. I no, I'm just trying to read this. No, okay. Go, go ahead. Go so ahead. um yeah, they're they're gas prices that they're oh, I was I was called on the internet by somebody. Quit getting all your information from CNN. Like they, you watch too much CNN. 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 I'm thinking to myself. I don't fucking ever watch CNN. Like no, I get accused I. of being a CNN. You don't even have cable. No, I at least do have cable, but I don't think I've watched cable in like a week. The only thing I watch on cable typically are live sports. Like, I don't fucking watch cable news. I'm a millennial. Millennials don't watch cable fucking news. No, we don't. But we get accused of it. To, to bring it back. To bring it back. To oh, the, shit. So, so, okay. So Here we go. Originally, originally. It, it dates back to ancient Greece, apparently. Ancient Greece. It okay. dates back to ancient the Greece. The least racist of I think all it of them. used to be. I think it was. Called, <laughs> I think the original saying was a fig a fig. Call a fig a fig or something like that. It has like the that same. Might, that might be. Oh, I'm a little bit homo there. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, okay. Um, but like it, it kind of had like the same meaning that you had, where it's like, oh, I thought it was a gardening tool and stuff like that. Yeah. Until I read the sentence. In the late 1920s, during the Harlem Renaissance, spade began to evolve into code for a black person, and so it evolved into what it is. I'm going to continue reading it, but uh, but like the way I said it, the way you said it, you it should be right. But I think the language has evolved in like the early 1900s to now refer to black people. Okay, so we're gonna so, go back and we're gonna cut that. All right, we're gonna we're gonna live. take it back. It's, it's live, Scott. We're, we're gonna take we're it back. We're okay. live. We're live. Let's get a cut. Let's get a cut. Okay, bring it back. Okay, how about this one? If it quacks like a duck and it walks like a duck, chances are it's a duck, right? Ooh, I don't know about is that one, it, Scott. Is that like is there like some? 
I think in this day and age, it must mean right. something to somebody. So, anyway, back to the back yeah. to the gas prices and these idiots on the <coughs> internet. Yeah, I don't I don't watch CNN. I don't watch any cable news ever. I tr- if any news that I read, I try to I try to even read as many different news uh, right. articles stuff like that from many different sources, and I kind of like. If they kind of match up, I assume that that must be the truth until we it's proven otherwise. So, like, if a bunch of sources say one thing, I'm assuming okay, then it must be. Honestly, BBC is probably the one that I read. I the love most. BBC. They I to love me, BBC. they feel like the most unbiased. I like PBS a lot too. They're not bad. They're not bad. I like PBS and BBC are probably my two favorites. If I'm watching clips, usually I catch clips on the internet or something. Oh, you're gonna get news about America when it's Br- uh, British Broadcasting Network. Uh, because their international news is our national news. Which brings me to my next point, which is a fair point here. I uh, So people are blaming Joe Biden for the high gas prices. But then I found out that there's very high gas prices in the UK and Canada and Mexico. You could almost think, and Korea. You can almost think it might be affecting and, the whole world. So I'm like, so how is President Biden's policies... Affecting the gas prices around the globe. He's not the president of the world. Yeah. So it's kind of like, leaves you scratching your head. Well, how can we blame him for this? That's because it's not his fucking fault. It's the greedy oil and gas corporations. I'm I'm right. I'm kind of right here with him. This, This is the part that irritates me. It's the... So... The argument that gets used a lot is, yes, the president doesn't directly control their gas prices, but his policies can change the price of gas and stuff like that. And people get asked all the time whenever they make the comment, well, what policies did like he enact or did he cut down that affected this? And the right. big thing is the Keystone Pipeline. Everybody wants to use the Keystone Pipeline as the big fucking excuse. Oh, he shut down the Keystone Pipeline. We were going to be energy uh, uh, independent for We've the rest never of the world. Be- I hear that, too. We're going to be this? so energy independent. Like, we didn't need... I've heard people hey. say, well, we were energy independent under Trump. Hey, guys. No, we weren't. Two, two points. Number one, the Keystone Pipeline has existed for years. It's still running right it's now. It's been around for a long time. Then uh, point number two, and this is a secret, the oil comes from Canada. It doesn't come from anywhere in the U.S. So you're bitching about a Keystone Pipeline... That is bringing oil from another country. We how have, is that? How is that independent? Yeah, how is know, that energy man. independent? We have never been energy independent. I don't know what lie the right wing is putting out there, but I've heard I've heard several different people say, "Well, we were energy independent." It's, it's under- the it's the American first people is what it is. But it's, we were never ener- energy independent. I don't think people- we get we get. 50% of our oil comes from Canada. Canada is a foreign country. Yes. I, I don't understand. Here's 1% comes from Russia. Here's the thing that I don't understand uh, most of all is the fact that people can't think logically. It's impossible. I think it's impossible for a country to be completely independent by themselves. They can. Do you know how they can? North Korea. No. A country can be energy independent if they adopt... Green I'm not, energy. I'm not, I'm not talking about energy. I'm just talking about independent from anything. In, oh, oh, like oh, oh, when oh. I'm when I'm talking like like those people are yeah, like America no, first. Can't. We don't want any, anything from these. Like we want to well, America right. built. We want this America. It's like 
it's impossible for any country to be completely because there are certain things. We have a global economy. Just wait till just wait till like next year or the end of this year. Uh, wheat and shit like that is going to be drastically like I think uh, Russia and Ukraine are two of the biggest producers of wheat in the yeah. world. Like just wait till you can't get your fucking bread. Yeah, right. Like. We don't grow that much wheat here. We grow some, but we don't grow that much. We grow a lot of corn. Yeah, we grow a lot of corn. And guess what? We take the corn that we grow and we give it to the people for wheat. And that's how fucking that's a bit. Oh that's my how god. how it works. I mean, I, I get this picture. Check this. You picture got a out. picture. Check this out. All right. Okay, if, you're so watching, if you're watching the video portion of the podcast, I'm gonna bring up watching picture. us live on Facebook. You can see the picture. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll share it to our Facebook page later. Yeah. If you're listening to the show, explain this picture, Scott. I'll try to. Oh. Right I here. know what Explain that is. This one. I, you, can I? You want me to make it bigger? Let me see if I can make it bigger. It is. It is the Keystone Pipeline. Make it bigger. And the little dotted line. Right here. That's the Keystone XL exactly. Pipeline. You can't see my mouse, but it starts right up here. I'm not wearing my glasses. It says, uh, "What is that?" Hold on. I it's in Alberta. I know that. It's. It's called Hardesty. Hardesty. It's, it's in. It's in Canada. Mariska Hardesty. I don't know, but it shows you the dots from where, like, this is what it is. It goes from the top, the solid line, all the way down. This dotted line, like Scott said, that's what was canceled. A shortcut that was going through protected lands and national parks. This is what was canceled. The fucking thing still exists. Mm-hmm. It's still operating today. Is it, and you know, what, you know what really bugs me about this? This is a quick Google search. This is a fucking enormously quick Google search. Well, Adam, that Google you lies. But like, that's what they say. Google lies. Google is liberal propaganda, and you can't trust it. You're getting so frustrated. This but is, you know they say that, right? Is, I know. I know that's what they said in this fucking ear. This I'm me. I'm you right now. You're you're playing the role of me, where I'm like chill about it, a little chill. I'm fucking you right now because this is. It's this is great. Basic, I love that revolves are reverse. It's, it's just basic common sense. Like, it's really not that hard to look this shit really up. It's really not that hard to look this stuff up. But you know, and you know, I fi- and you know, I said this before, and I'm saying it again. I figured out why they think this way. I figured out the biggest reason why. It's because it's really fucking easy to think this way. It's the easiest thing in the world. You and me, when we talk about argue like this and try to bring stuff up like this, we have to come up with evidence. We got to show them like a picture and stuff like that. Or we got to cite our sources and be like, well, they said this here and, you know, blah, blah, this and the other thing. It's really fucking easy to just say, eh, it's a liberal conspiracy. It's all lies. And then move on with your life. It's just easy. It's so easy because they don't have to provide proof. You see, if you, I, I hate read TikTok comments a lot. And I, I, I'm like Michael Jackson eating the popcorn meme, just flipping through, rolling down the comments, looking at arguments and stuff like that. And it's consistently, there are people that are like, uh, no, the Keystone Pipeline still exists and Joe Biden has no uh, real direct power over the price of gas. Like and then it's a, some subsequent uh, comments that are like, you're fucking, you don't, you're a libtard, you don't even know what you're talking about. You need to go, it's amazing how many people need to go back to school. And it's not even true. And then the people are like, well, can you cite the source that you're fucking getting this information from? And they're like, Google exists for a reason. I don't have to cite anything, blah, blah, blah. And also this thing, it's like, I'm, it's it's irritating. Can yeah. we we need to agree on something? Do you remember a long time ago, Scott, when the president would get elected and we would say president needs to change these things, he's make things better. But the, the big argument was, well, you know, the president doesn't really have that much power anyway. 
you know, the president doesn't does. It's all the corporations that run the world. That was the big thing. Everybody was like, that's the big thing. That's still how it is. But now, all of a sudden, the president has the power to fucking raise gas prices. They need a scapegoat. Make up your mind. That's all I'm saying. It's 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 like with the COVID vaccine thing. When the COVID vaccine came out, everybody was like, yeah, we got the fucking COVID vaccine. Everybody's like, well, you know, Trump is responsible for the COVID vaccine. He is responsible for your vaccine. And then you're like, okay, you can get the vaccine. No, I ain't getting that vaccine. That's uh, government conspiracy bullshit. Like, I'm not getting... Which either, one is it? Either Trump was responsible for it or he wasn't. First of all, neither Joe Biden or Trump are responsible for that. Right. It's the decade people that spent decades and decades researching and studying that came up with the it's fucking the vaccine. It's the doctors and the scientists. Yes, the people that yes. did the work. The only thing the government did maybe was give them a little money. That was about the extent of it. So it, it's... And, I, and you know what? That's, you're this, worked up. I this love this. This is what this. they want. This is what they want. I understand. This is the reason why I don't comment on these videos or anything like that. Oh, I they do. They want the reaction. They want They want you. When When did we take Russia's side, Scott? When in the history of the United States, besides World War II. I was going to say World War II. But when in the history of the United States has there ever been Americans that are like, you know, I don't think Russia's that bad. But even during World War II, we didn't really trust the Soviets. It was either Churchill or FDR. I can't remember which one had the famous quote referring to Stalin, comparing him to Hitler and saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. You know, I yeah, forget which one said But they're saying that about Stalin. Like, yeah, I need to, start, we're going to work together to beat Hitler, but I still don't like the fucking guy. Yeah. Like, he's a dictator too. Yes. Yeah. But like, when did, when did this become, I thought, I thought it was American to hate the Russians. Now it's American to say, you know what? It's not our problem. You know, it's not our problem that they're going to do what they're going to do. I mean, maybe Russia's not so bad. Why should I have to hate Russia? Russia didn't do this to me. It's like it's like Rocky Four, but the but the roles are reversed in Rocky Four. You know how like when Rocky goes to Russia to fight Ivan Drago after he kills Apollo Creed, and. He's fighting them in, in <coughs> Moscow, and he starts coming back. He starts beating up on us. And all of a sudden, like, the Soviet crowd starts turning, and they start cheering on Rocky Balboa. Yeah. And he's an American. I feel like that's what's happening now, except we're starting to turn on Ukraine and our allies and start rooting for Russia. I don't get it. I don't know why. And I don't get it either. Yeah. It's, it's exhausting to think about, and... Here's the thing. So when we're saying this, we're not telling you to like Biden. You can you can say it's not Biden's fault without actually liking Biden. You know, we don't like Biden. You admitting that it's not actually Biden's fault isn't going to mean that you like Biden. You can still hate Biden. I'm I'm all for hating Biden. But if you're going to hate him, hate him for the right fucking reasons. This is the biggest thing that irritates me is the the misplaced anger. If everybody took this anger and then put it towards the oil companies who are the actual ones at fault. Oh, those are the villains here. The actual people that are causing us to pay this much for gas prices. Like, they're raking in record-breaking profits, billions of dollars every fucking year. Now they're breaking in even more. It's like, if you just took that hatred and put it over there where it actually belongs. You know, there's over over 9,000... Oil and gas well leases. That's what they say. That's what I hear. That have been issued to these oil and gas companies in this country that are not being drilled on right now. Yeah. 
And then you've got people saying, well, why don't we issue more? He does. We can't issue more when there's there's already all these leases issued to these companies and they're not doing anything with it. Why? Because they want prices to be high. They want to make these record profits. All you have to do is think about it logically for five minutes. Okay. The logical course of it is if you own some type of industry that rakes in billions of dollars a year and you know you can get away with price gouging Mm -hmm. and you know for a fact that you can get away with it because the people are going to blame somebody else, would you not do it? If you're a business person, would you not do that shit? I think they fucking would. Eat the rich. That's all I'm saying. You do need to eat the rich. Jesus Christ. Let's eat the shit out of them. Did I don't know. I don't know if this is going to go through, but I heard uh, something that Biden's doing is he's going to try to tax the oil companies. Good. The Democrats are putting the from. I, this is like within the past like day or two. I heard about this. The Dems are putting trying to push forward a bill that would drastically tax the oil companies for as long as they have their prices this high, and then turn around and return that money to like lower income families uh, for like relief checks, stuff like that, because that of what's going great. on. sounds great. I'm all for that. It won't pass. Not with the filibuster no, intact. No, it won't. Not with, not with the Senate being a 50-50 split and Mitch McConnell being able to use the filibuster. Yeah. And you've got people like uh, Manchin and Cinema who will vote with the Republicans. It's never going to happen. No, I know. Never going to happen. I know. Just take your anger and put it towards the right people. I'm not saying you have to like Biden. You're not a Democrat. You're not a liberal. You're not a leftist if you hate the oil companies. We can agree. We can agree, people. And I'm talking to you out there. We can agree on the, on something that the fucking wealthy people are just trying to get more wealthy. Isn't that like a thing? That's always been, the th- that's always been a thing? The wealthy want to get wealthier? I don't know. I remember in Talk 2007, seriously. in 2008, I remember gas prices were high back then, too. George Bush was president. Yeah. And I didn't hear everybody blaming him. And st- stop this whole bullshit of, oh, back in 2020 or 2019, gas prices or 2020, gas prices were at an all time low and shit like that. Gee, I wonder fucking why. Maybe it could have been that there was a pandemic that co- that closed down basically all these businesses. Right, right. And therefore... People weren't driving. Demand was low and supply was high, so therefore the gas prices went way down. Supply and demand? And it was, you're right there, but it also wasn't at an all-time low. It was lower. And yes, it, it was, had been it was year, low. But it wasn't all-time low. No. Shit, I remember when I turned 16 years old and I started driving... I mean, relative within the past decade. Well, within the past decade, it's different. That's not all-time low. When I started driving, I was 16 year old. Gas was 99 cents a gallon, and I walked up to back school uphill both ways. Yeah, but whippersnappers get off saying, my lawn. If you're gonna say shit, at least think about it for five minutes before you say it. That's all I'm asking. Just think about it for five minutes. Do these people honestly surprise you? No, it shouldn't. But it's again, it's just the miss. It's not the anger. It's the misplaced anger that pisses me off. That's all it is. We're all like, we're all in the same boat, man. We're all rocking back and forth in this fucking boat. We're all paying the same prices. It's not like you're paying more prices than I am because you didn't vote for Biden. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh. Scott, bring me back up. Well, I, I, you got me on a low now. You got me on a low. Um, I need you. I need you to bring me back up. 
shit, I don't know if I can bring you back up right now. No. But what I will ask you, a hypothetical question. I was wondering about this. Okay. Let's say... Get in front of that mic. Let's say you become aware of a, a human trafficking ring. Okay. Okay. And say it's like a child sex ring. Terrible. Terrible. And you know what's going on. So you can alert the authorities. And the authorities can go to this place. They can arrest these underlings that are operating this thing and set these kids they've captured free. Okay? Great. But the big boss, the fat cat, the one in charge of the whole thing, he's not there. He's at like some Epstein Island main place. So instead of that, the other option is you wait and you wait until you get more information to find out where the big fat cat is. Then you alert the authorities who busts up the whole ring so it can't happen anymore. Okay, those are your two options. You're, uh, I, I so understand. do I you understand. forsake those children who are captured right now to wait to bust the big fat cat? Or do you sacrifice those children to bring down the entire ring as a whole. In times this was like, on a TV show I was watching, and I was like, interesting. In times like these, Scott, I ask myself one question. Just one question. One simple question. What would Batman do? <laughs> That's the question I would ask. I'd probably call immediately is what I would probably would do. Would you call immediately? Yeah, I, I, probably, prob- I probably would, too. I probably would do that because I think Batman would immediately take down that, that, yeah. one, that one thing. And it would suck. But then... To add to your point, I would then try to go Peacemaker on the other dude. So, <laughs> Why are there so many Batman movies? Because they're awesome. Are they? Are they all awesome? Not all of them. but Because Batman's the f- most interesting character DC has. That's why. His, his enemies and Batman is the most interesting character. So think about Superman. Think about Wonder Woman. Think about The Flash. They're fine. But are they as interesting and cool as Batman? No, absolutely not. And there are many different. There's always been, there are many different iterations of Batman. You've got the '66 Adam West Batman. You've got the campy original comics Batman. You got the Dark Knight Batman. You got the brooding Batman. All this other stuff. How many different versions like Superman or Wonder Woman and stuff like that? They're all relatively the same character, no matter how many ways you do them. So I think that's kind of what makes Batman interesting. You're not burnt out on Batman. <coughs> No, I, Batman, I'm actually not burnt out. So there's, uh, I love, I especially love the animated stuff they do. There's a recent movie that came out called, Bat, last year I think it was, Batman The Long Halloween Part 1. And I uh, watched like half of it and I still got to finish it. But that's like the, my favorite style of Batman. It's like, think the original animated 90s Batman. Love it. With the Batmobile. Love it. And even though it takes place in the 90s, they've all got the 20 suits and the 20s vehicles and stuff. like. It's like Gotham City exists in its own time bubble outside the rest of the fucking world for some reason. It's This movie's kind of like that, where it's got like the tw- the three-piece suits and, the, and all the stuff, and they've got those like... Noir style you get like, vehicles. You get like a, it's, like it's a like noir, a, like a, yeah, it's almost like a like Maltese a de- Falcon kind of vibe from it. It's like a detective. It's like a real detective story and mm-hmm. stuff. Like you, you're just waiting for Batman to narrate uh, and stuff like that with a Love voiceover. That. Love that. Love that shit, man. But That's I, the best kind of Batman. But I don't know. I mean, we were talking about <coughs> The Batman with Robert Pattinson. I'd like to out. go see it. It's a, apparently a long movie. Three fucking. But I I've just, heard uh, I've heard some people say it's too long. 
but I've heard other people say it was awesome. So I've heard what makes it really cool is it's more detective oriented and less like the action hero Batman, more of like the he's solving a crime kind of thing. So I guess if it's like that, I guess it'll be interesting. So, well, I'll see it. I'll definitely see it. I'm gonna see. It. I'm gonna but try I'm to just, go this week. I'm 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 borderline with Batman here. I'm. I think you're borderline because they just won't stick with one thing. They keep switching up and rebooting the same character over and over and over and over and over again. And at a certain point, you're like, okay, which one is our Batman to continue on with, like, the Justice League and shit like that? Now, is Robert Pattinson supposed to be young Ben Affleck? Or is it a completely different... I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think they originally... I think if it's popular enough, they could spin it to be like, well, that's young Ben Affleck. Even though it looks nothing like Ben Affleck. It's young Ben Affleck. But I don't know. I don't either. I just don't know. We'll watch it. We'll report back. So you would just you would free those kids. You would yeah, go back. Like, my conscience wouldn't let me not do it. I, oh, I saw a funny meme. So with every new Batman, like they keep resetting the timeline newer and newer. And you know how, you know, the Waynes get killed leaving a theater. Yeah. And yeah, that's the whole. God, you hate to be the, the Waynes in this story. That's the whole fucking arc. They're on of, screen. Yeah. It's like they die. So I, apparently in this new Batman, I, I guess that happened in 2001. So the meme I saw basically said, so you know what that means? The Waynes were leaving Jay and Silent Bob strike back <laughs> when they were murdered. <laughs> So I love that so much. That's so depressing. <laughs> yeah, right? It's a little depressing. We're old. We're getting old, man. That sucks. My back was hurting today. <laughs> yeah, I watched a TikTok from Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's like, anybody who's in their 40s or close to, you know, your back starts hurting, your neck, your knees crack. And he's like, do you know why that is? Because you're supposed to be dead. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's like the classic thing. Because like the life expectancy of humans like a long time ago 40. was like, yeah, it was like 30, 40, mm-hmm. something like yeah. that. So He's like, the life expectancy of human beings was 40 years old. So if you live past that, you should be dead. But with modern medicine and today's technology, we've extended the mm-hmm. life of human beings to like 80. Like we've doubled it. It's He's getting like, higher. It's you're getting not higher supposed higher to live too. that long. And you do. Dude, I woke up this morning... I say this morning. I woke up at noon today. Hey, and hey. I was. I woke up. My back was all stiff. Like, oh god! But I told myself I got to get on my exercise bike this today. So I, so I stretched it out. All this stuff, and I got on my exercise bike for an hour. Got off. I was like, my back is so fucking sore. I didn't even work my fucking back. I was just sitting on a bike. I hate. I hate this so much. Yeah, I'm starting to get there. So what are we watching? You watching anything good right now? I'm watching something. Be watching. I don't know whether it's good or not. We'll see. I'm watching. I'm finishing up the last season of Star Trek Discovery, mm-hmm. and I started watching Picard. So you're getting into some Star Trek stuff. Yeah. I too am watching Picard right now. I only have two episodes. I'm one episode in. Um, so right up there with Star Wars fans, Star Trek fans are the worst. Oh yeah. yeah. At the same time, it's all it's all. Fucking nerds unite! Come on, guys. Like, let's just be happy. It can happen. Shit, let's be happy. This shit's fucking continuing, and it just didn't end. It can happen. I don't know. I season one of Picard. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Even some of the criticism, I get them, but like, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun little adventure that they did, and 
yeah, it's a little serious and stuff like that, but like still, you know, it's kind of fun. I liked episode one. I was happy to see Q. I think Q's everybody's favorite character in that whole fucking series. Yeah. I love Q. John Delancey. I, I love, mm, it was fucking great. They youngified him too, so they explained. How do you feel about their explanations for why Whoopi Goldberg's character and uh, John Delancey's character aged? Q's easy because he was just like, he, they youngified him with that new youngify, youngification technology. So now he, they just, he showed up. He's like, oh, I see you got some years on you. Let me try and catch up. Boom. They they got rid of the... You remember when Q would snap his fingers and use his power and there was that like high-pitched flash? Yeah. There's that high-pitched sound. They yeah. got rid of that sound, man. I miss that sound. Oh, it's I'm not wonder, that. I didn't it's, notice It's that. not that anymore. So, um, But like Whoopi Goldberg, it feels like they went out of their way to like retcon. Hey, why does Guinan's character super fucking Well, old? she Well, she always did age... She just aged very slow. They didn't say that till Picard. I always, I felt like I always knew that. But like that, but like they aged super slow. Like if you remember from the show, there was the episode where Data went back in time to like uh, meet, uh, what was the author's name? What's his fucking name? He wrote Huckleberry Finn, I think. Oh, uh, uh, Samuel Clemens. Yeah, Samuel Clemens. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mark Twain. Yeah, Mark his, Twain. Yeah. He went back and, and so like Guinan was there. I, I love that episode. Guinan was there on Earth during Mark Twain time and she looked exactly the same as she did in Enterprise. And so now... It's like a great episode. But like their excuse was for, because Whoopi Goldberg is older now, their excuse for why she looks old and she was she was basically like, oh, we've always been old. It's just, you know, we can, can kind of control our aging and I just felt like being yeah. old. I was like, mm, maybe use a youngification technology on Whoopi Goldberg if she's only going to be in one scene. So... Ah, uh, she, they should bring her back for more. I love Guinan. I do, too. That was always a fun thing. <coughs> Interesting. Good show. Uh, Discovery's beating me up a little bit, though. Over yeah. the latest season. It's not that it's not good. It's just... Uh, we were talking a little bit about it before the, uh, we started recording. <coughs> it's just... The show tries to be dramatic to, the, like, the 10th degree. Right. Where it's like, every scene to every other scene, somebody's got a fucking problem. It's like... Wasn't like Starfleet like professional and weren't these like I get it like they're closer because they've been on a bunch of crazy adventures together but like it used to be like a, an air of professionalism and then like you'd break up those tense moments and you'd break up those dramatic emotional moments mm-hmm. like the beginning of the season books character is the only one who should have a fucking emotional problem right now because he lost his planet. But every single fucking character has some emotional problem that they need to stop for like two minutes and talk about like we're in a therapy session. It's like, can we later, later, do that later, you know, just do that, do that part later. Let's get to this. Like there's there was this one scene where the ship was going to be destroyed because they kept losing their anti-grab. And people were flying through the air and shit like that. And they stopped for like two minutes to have like a therapy session. One of the characters, and I'm like, motherfucker, the ship's about to be destroyed. Let's go, go, go. Yeah, I get I get what you're throwing down. I, I agree with that on Discovery. <clears throat> I think they had a couple of those moments in the earlier seasons that some people were shocked about, like "Oh, Star Trek's become woke," you know? Yeah. And I think they they it's went, always been woke. It's always been woke, right? But I think they like loved that, so they took it to the extreme. And I they think did. they've gone a little overboard. They have gone a little overboard. Who would win in a battle? Starfleet or the Empire? Well, so you see those like crazy animated videos all the time on Facebook that like gets posted stuff like that. They did a thing who would win the Enterprise or the or the Death Star, 
and it was like so they both have shielding and stuff like that but the enterprise could just teleport a photon torpedo right in the middle of the core of the death star and just blow it up because the empire didn't have teleporters when you think about it i was thinking about this and i think starfleet would win especially if it's a space <coughs> battle Think about like the armada that the Star the Starfleet has. Think about some of those ships, especially later on, like in the future. Yeah. We're not talking about like original series. We're talking like later. Like the card series. Yeah, man. There's no fucking way. <clears throat> like those ships can turn on a dime, and they're just big and powerful. A star destroyer ain't turning. No, but you got to remember fighters and there's all tie fighters? kinds of size things and stuff. You know how hard it is to hit a tie fighter with a big ship like that. Sometimes if they're moving quick enough and and dodging left and right, it's it targeting man. You got to have targeting on point. I think I, I think especially if you take out the right system, then they got to. Yeah, how often do they have to manually fire their fucking phasers in that sh- in uh, next generation? You remember how often their targeting sensor would get destroyed and they'd have to man- warf it have to be like I can manually fire captain and you have to do that shit. Try to manually fire against a tie fighter. That not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Just set if if that's working, then set attack pattern delta, <laughs> and they're doomed. Like I mean, there's no way. I Just think use the Picard maneuver about fifty times. <laughs> I think in a space battle, not only does Starfleet win. But they win easily. Easily. That's but, a that's a strong No, I think they win easily. The size of the but, Empire. But if you're talking about a ground assault, <coughs> think about the stormtroopers with the ATATs and Mar- against a couple of red shirts. Yeah. <laughs> they don't stand a chance. They don't stand a chance. So you're, yeah. A space well, you, battle. You is, think about it like does Starfleet have any ground vehicles besides, like, maybe some shuttles? Like, really? Like, does Starfleet have any ground vehicles? They had the one ATV bullshit that they had in the old uh, Next Generation movies. Remember that shit? Yeah. The fucking Picard is sitting they're just rocking in the ATV, just zooming around and shit like that. That's, that's about the extent of what they had. Plus, you know, when you have, like, Inquisitors and Darth Vader on the ground, hey, no. I just feel like I think the problem I think your problem is though Starfleet isn't as ruthless as the Empire. So well, like there'd be a lot of Yeah. The different ideologies yes. there. They would definitely try to <coughs> negotiate terms and do it you know the second a ship's like, Oh, you know, we surrender, here's the white flag and stuff like that, they drop their guard and then all of a sudden that ship's like, Nope, bitch and they blast them like, Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. It's a fun question again, to think about. Again though, I think teleporters like Kind of, kind of beat it because See, the transporter. I think is the, the transporter is like the key weapon that Starfleet has. Yeah, I think it is. Scott, hmm. it's course cinema time. Okay, let's remind everybody what our course cinema uh, picks were. Scott, what did uh, what did we have? You gave me the King's Man, and, and you, I gave you Black Widow. Black Widow. That's right. I finally watched Black Widow. Um, two new movies this time. Yeah, fairly new. Um. I'll go first. Okay, great. First, so Black Widow is definitely a um, espionage pseudo thriller kind of movie. Yeah, right. Kind of, kind of very similar to the Winter Soldier, where like the Winter Soldier wasn't more of a comic book movie; it was more of like a a spy movie and like a soldier movie and stuff like that. This is kind of like that a little bit, um, with the exception of 
uh, you had your super soldier, the Russian super soldier, whatever the fuck his name was. I can't remember. Red Guardian? Red Guardian, thank you. Couldn't remember Love him. Loved him in the comics before he all was probably the best one. He was probably the best one of this whole movie. David Harbour played him. Yeah, I really like him a lot. Um, then you had Black Widow's sister in quotes because they weren't birth sisters. They were just like adoptive sisters because like the whole thing was like it starts out. You've seen like or you've heard the story of like Russians having like spies as families implanted in the U.S. Mm-hmm. system in like the 60s or the 70s or some bullshit like, uh, the, 80s. like the 80s. That was during like. Yeah. Cold War. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was kind of all that thing. And so Black Widow and her parents and her sister were like not really related. And they were just in the U.S. And they had this daring escape where they have to run away from the authorities and get in a plane and fly up to Cuba. We fly up to Cuba. Right. Um, and so that was kind of like giving you like a light origin story. I'm really glad that it didn't give you a full origin story. I knew it was going to be like a I knew that it was supposed to take place after Civil War. I knew that. But I was partly expecting to have like 20 or 30 minutes of origin story of like the origin stuff. We already know Black Widow's origin. I'm glad they skipped over that because she so, kind of explained it. So her family, which uh, Red Guardian, David Harbour from Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, the spies. From Stranger Things. Um, her sister is played by uh, Florence Pugh, who's in Midsommar, and she's gorgeous and I love her. But the mom, the, the mom character... Is that is that from the Mummy? I think so. Yeah, I'm right. I'm gonna look it up. Right. She... Love her. Love the Mummy. Okay. It's a classic. It's a cla- great. It movie. doesn't matter how poor it looks. It is an amazing. Love movie. the Mummy. That yeah, that's definitely her. And she, Rachel Weisz, she was, she was a banger. Love Still a banger. Love the Mummy. Love Black Widow. Okay, great. So. Yeah, so it kind of fast forward to like after Civil War and, you know, they're hunting down all the people that did, wouldn't be part of the Sokovia Accords and all that other nonsense. And it's just kind of like a romp through her past, essentially. Like um, it takes you into the Black Widow Society, the, the their whole organization. The, dude the Red that, Room? Yeah, the Red Room, the dude that's uh, kind of behind it all. And you find out that the B- Widows have been like after... Apparently, after Black Widow left, they started doing like chemical mind control and stuff yeah. like that. And there has to be like this always a fucking red vial of some bullshit or whatever MacGuffin that uh, cures them <laughs> of it. And so that's kind of the whole story is that um, their, uh, Black Widow's sister, pseudo sister gets cured from the mind control. Then she takes a mind control drug to Black Widow. And they have like this whole adventure where they now they got to rescue uh, Red Garden, who's in prison. And they got to find the mother. And it's, it's a whole thing of trying to um, stop what's happening and cure the other widows. And uh, I got to be honest with you, dude. It's not bad. Right? It's it not bad. bad. It's not a bad movie. But because how late it came out in the order of Marvel movies, I didn't care as much about it because I'm like, I already know what's I already know Black Widow is not going to. She's in the other movies, so I know she's not going to die in this one. There's no risk of her dying. But it's like, I already know like she kind of comes out of it okay, too. Mm-hmm. Because she's in the other movies, and she seems to be fine, for the most part. And we saw Endgame. Yes. A very and important we know how role her story that ends. she has to play. If this had come out after Civil War, totally different scenario. I would have probably enjoyed it a lot. But because of the when it came out during the time of the story, I'm just kind of like... It's just a prequel. It's more of a prequel, in my opinion. That it kind of feels like kind a prequel. Of is. Yeah, it does. It's just yeah. what it feels like, and so I'm kind of I don't care about it as much. I could have easily not watched this movie and not missed anything. It didn't really bring 
anything other than like the end scene where um did you watch hawkeye no i did not watch hawkeye okay so but you need to see black widow before you watch hawkeye so well there we go so um now i've seen it um did you watch the after credits? Yes, I did. And the, yeah, that's what I was getting to. Okay. Like the after credits. It, the only thing it led up to was um, what's her name? Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yes. Who, who was in Falcon and Winter Falcon Soldier. Falcon Soldier, who recruited Kmart uh, Captain America. And she basically went there to recruit her and uh, stuff like that. And essentially, I'm guessing, is blaming Hawkeye for her death and tricking her sister into being like, you know, it's Hawkeye's fault, the reason why she died. Let's go fucking kill Hawkeye. Or some nonsense. So, Congratulations. There's the plot for Hawkeye. That's what it is. And so I'm like, <laughs> I got to be honest with you, though. Any end, any end credits revolving around Julie uh, Louis-Dreyfus' character don't care about it at all. That's going to be a storyline I don't give a fuck about. Because really? she's, she's I think she might play because a she's part re- later. But she's recruiting the Kmart versions of all our favorite fucking heroes. I don't care about their story at all. Like... Okay, the Captain America from uh, Cap- uh, from Falcon and Winter Soldier, the, the next Captain America. U.S. agent. Yes, U.S. agent. I don't give a shit about him because he's just an f- inferior version of a character that I like. This uh, Black Widow sister, she's fine in her own right. She has some funny moments, but she's just an inferior character to a character that I already did like. So if that's, you know, all, if, if that's all they're bringing to the table. going to be the Dark Avengers. Fine. Ghost, but- Ghost from Ant-Man. They're going to be the Dark Avengers. Didn't give a shit about Ghost from Ant-Man, though. That's the thing. She had cool powers. She Sure, but she wasn't a compelling character, in my opinion. If they're just bringing me the Kmart versions of our favorite heroes or, like, lower versions um, that aren't really compelling... What's I'm, the guy's name? The guy who fought Hulk in the Hulk movie who showed up again in Shang-Chi. He's good. He was in Shang-Chi? Yeah, um, Abomination. He was Abomination was in Shang-Chi? He was fighting Wong in that fight, fight wrestling, remember? Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. It was Abomin- yeah. who, fought, who was in the original Hulk movie. Yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot He's, about that scene. They're yeah. all going to be Dark Avengers, man. It's going to be cool. I just don't. It's going to be like Suicide sh- Squad for the Avengers. I don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. I think that's I cool. I don't give a shit about the Kmart versions of characters that I already love. Kmart. They're the lower end versions of characters I already love. I already said this when we watched Falcon Winter Soldier. I said it. I said if this is just going to be a bunch of super soldier fuckers that they're are not fucking just around. Super soldiers. They're basically what they were. US agent is. US agent is. The yeah. villains were also basically super soldier versions of of those bad of those good characters. If that's all it's going to be, I don't give a shit. If all Dark Avengers is going to give me is just the alternate versions, be cool. the lower end versions, be cool. I don't give a fuck. Do you want to know why? I only have, if I'm lucky, 90 years on my life to live. I can't spend all my time watching bullshit. Get to the <laughs> shit that I like. Please and thank you. I don't. I will. Mar- I've, I hit, w- I've hit this point. I've hit this point with Marvel stuff where now I have to start picking and choosing what I want to watch. It's kind of like the comic books. Originally, it was like, I got to watch everything to understand the story. Now I'm like... And I could probably kind of skip this because it might be a waste of my fucking time. I like I, I like watch bullshit if it's Marvel all day. You got will, you have I all will, the time in the world to do that. I, I do not. Can't wait. I don't have all can't the time wait. in the world to do that. Again though, like it was a fine movie, but if it had come out at the time when it should have come out after Civil War, I probably would have liked it a lot better. So, it is what it is though. It's a good movie. It's fine. Um I got nothing to say about it. It was just a fine Marvel movie. Well, you didn't hate it, so that's no, always I a plus. I did not hate it. Because no. nine times out of ten, you hate the movie. So. The, all I'm saying is 
Julius I'll, Dreyfus better bring me some fucking bring the thunder if she wants to get my. I'm telling love. you, she's making the Dark Avengers. She you've better already, bring, she you've better already bring seen the several of the villains from other things. She better bring the thunder. The King's Man. King's Man, Scott. The King's Man. It is also, like you said, an origins yeah, prequel to prequel, yeah, to the Kingsman. So I've seen Kingsman, and then the second Kingsman. The first Kingsman movie is awesome. so fucking badass. Amazing. So fucking badass. Second Kingsman movie, not as good, but it's, there's it's some all, scenes. It's all right. There's some scenes that were cool. Wait, as is far that the as scene? as far as sequels go, it's actually not bad for a sequel. It's not as good, but not bad. I'm trying to remember. They're kind of blending together. They are too. When is that the scene where where Merlin sings John Denver on the, when he's standing on the mine? Was that the second it's, one? The second one, yeah. Was he, second he was one? standing on the mine. That was fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. That was fucking cool. But that movie's not as good as the first. The first one's so, so amazing. awesome. I, I don't know about you. We're going to get into The King's Man, but I, I want to see them do more of these movies. I would love to see more of these movies, kind of like a James Bond thing where it's like they just keep making more and more and more, and when they need to, they change characters, but keep going and going and going. I would love to see that. So The King's Man is the origin story to The Kingsman movies about how this independent espionage organization came to be. And it's pretty cool because they show a lot of like pseudo history. Yeah. And apparently all these dark figures from history have some secret society that they're trying to influence. They have like a ring that everybody wears a la Mm -hmm. James Bond kind Mm -hmm. of shit. So, um, but it, you know, Ralph Fiennes, is that how you say his name? Fiennes or Fiennes Fiennes? I don't know. Anyway, he's great. He was uh in um he's War Lord Voldemort, isn't he? I think so. I think that's him. Anyway, yeah, he's yeah. uh yeah, he's great. He's great in this movie too. Yeah, that's um, yeah. I don't know why I was blanking on that. He was in Schindler's list too, I think. I never saw Schindler's list. Oh man, I gotta give you these movies. Okay, so at any rate, he's uh, really good in it. He's a nobility, British nobility. Uh, his he's like wife, a duke or something like he's that. He's a duke, yeah. Cousin of the of the king. Yeah. His wife passes away. She's she's shot during a war, and he raises his son. He's super protective of his son. Well, World War One is breaking out, and they're there when Archduke Ferdinand was assassinated in Serbia, which is it's the cool. Historical moments. They're blending history into They're this. Blending crazy... in history, yeah. Which I love that. I yeah. love that sort of a thing. Um, so then they they set on this mission to like stop this organization, and then they go to uh, Russia. The scene where they fight Rasputin, who is a yes. member of the society, yes. is the fucking best so scene of this movie. Cool. So cool. Rasputin is a fascinating character to put him in anything. In history. Yes. yes. Yeah. In and real life him, in history. Yeah. And to put him in anything like this. Oh my God. Genius. Genius. It was like there was three of them fighting Rasputin and he's just fucking kicking their ass. And he's like dance fighting. It is such a fucking cool. Up scene. until this point, um, he's his. You said he's been overprotective of his son. Yeah, that's his, a big part of the his, movie. The big part of the movie is his son wants to go fight in World War One, but he won't let him go fight because you know he's his wife 
pr- made him promise like protect our son yada 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 so like he lets him into the, this like mini secret organization that he has with like his maid and like their chauffeur their butler yeah yeah and, and it's like they have this like underground organization he's like we're gonna go fucking fuck shit up let's do this fuck world war one we're gonna do this now yeah they're basically a spy organization that are stealing secrets but they're doing it independently. They're yeah. not affiliated with any nation it's or all any government it's organization, all which is such a cool thing. But the fucking Rasputin scene, <laughs> like that's that is the highlight of the movie. It is. That is the highlight of the movie. It is so fucking cool. Um, but then after that, like it just it, it it's kind of like a James Bond movie, isn't it? Spirals, and there's like one thing leads to another, which leads to another. Um, very cool. One part that bothered me, the son, when he turns 18, he eventually does enlist in yes. the military against his father's wishes, but by now he's an adult, so he can't be stopped. Um, his father tries to pull strings to get him nowhere near battle. He switched places with another soldier so he can get into there, and he gets sent on this mission to recover this like secret parchment, and... It's the key to the entire fucking movie. Yeah. It's the key I mean, to the it, whole movie. It, it, they needed to get this, like, to keep Russia in the war, to get the United States involved in the war, or Britain is going to lose to Germany, basically. The whole thing is like this secret organization is like blackmailing the U.S. president because they ha- they sent in one of their uh, uh, femme fatales who, like, seduced the president and had sex with him in the Oval Office. And somebody recorded, recorded it. it. And so, like... America can't enter the war until they get this information so they can get it back so that, you know, it doesn't fuck up the whole presidency. Yeah. I mean, if they were around today, wouldn't matter. It's like a Tuesday. Yeah. (laughs) That's Tuesday. All right. Yeah. 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 But, uh, I I hate to spoilers. I don't want to give too many spoilers. I'm not going to give the big main spoiler at the end. Yeah. But, the way that one of the characters dies, I don't want to give it away. So I'll just say one of the characters dies makes me so angry. It, it is a pointless. It is a it's a death that's only designed for the sake of the film mm-hmm. is what it is. I don't think it would go down this way. I say that, but I don't actually know. There's been a lot of crazy shit that has happened in history, but I can't imagine it really going down the way that it went down. You're, you're right about that. Uh, might have. Might have. But who knows? Who knows? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I understand the significance of the death because it needed to motivate another character to follow through. I, I don't want to give spoilers because this you're is not, a relatively you're good, new you're movie. Good. But very cool. Also, the end scene where they go to the mountain and they have a fight there, too. That's a good scene, too. One casting I had a problem with. The main villain, who's the leader of the secret organization that they keep yeah. showing. It was a cool twist about who it was, but what the twist? I kept hearing the you kept hearing the voice, and it was a Scottish dude. I'm like, it's David Tennant. It's David Tennant. It had to be. That David would have been Tennant. great. That would have been wasn't. fucking amazing. It wasn't when they did the reveal and it wasn't. I'm like, it sounded like him. David, like it sounded like David him. Tennant for a second. How awesome is David Tennant? I'd, in I'd everything he in, does. I'd put him in everything. But like he's also a very I'm humble such, dude. I'm he's, such a fan. He's such a humble dude too. Like there was there was one scene where or uh, one video I saw where he was at like this award show. Yeah. And they played like a, a fan who was talking about David Tennant and stuff like that and how great of an actor he was and how special he was and how awesome he was and he like teared up in the audience. I was like, that's that's a, that's a man you got to protect. You got to protect David Tennant. And you know, here's the thing. 
before we haven't gone because of COVID and everything, but we were going to Comic Cons for a while yeah. there, and I would love that. That's one person. I, I feel like he's a carer. He's he's a meet and greet that I might shell the money out for. I absolutely would. I don't. I feel like you. You know those kind of things where it's like you never want to meet your heroes or your favorite people and stuff like that. I feel mm-hmm. like David Tennant is one of absolutely one of those guys. I would so love for those of you who have been to Comic Cons before, they have a lot of celebrities, actors, famous people. Who come and yeah. they do they do meet and greets. They make most of their money off of you. It costs you. money. And some of them are pretty pricey. They are. And a lot of times, let's be honest, they're B list actors that you're like, yeah. Oh, I remember that guy from that movie. But you saw not... Jonathan Jonathan Franks and Brent Spiner at one of them. Yeah, like I mean, would I pay we didn't, f- we didn't pay money oh. to see him, but we saw him. Would I pay fifty bucks to shake Casper Van Diem's hand? Probably not. But there's certain characters like yeah. I might think about. And like I, I was thinking, what characters would I be willing to like shell out a hundred bucks to get a picture with? <laughs> he might be the, on that list. I don't know about hundred dollars, but it depends on the price. Hundred dollars is a he lot of money. He might be worth a hundred dollars though. He hundred dollars is a lot of money. Hundred dollars yeah. to maybe sit have a sit down conversation conversation with him, sure, but not to just shake hands and take a picture with. That's a what? Nobody's worth a hundred dollars. Yeah, hundred's a little steep. I'm sorry. But some nobody. of them, some of them are pretty pricey though. You they know are. that. Some are pretty pricey. Super fans are always gonna shell out money for that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. I mean, who would be? Okay, we'll say a hundred dollars. Say seventy-five dollars. Okay, if you could pay seventy-five dollars, and we're talking talk to, handshake, picture, who would be that? person for you nobody there isn't anybody there's nobody not one person not one fucking person here's the thing I've always said this about myself I don't get starstruck the way that most people do would you do it for 50 really depends really depends you gotta mm, I don't know about that here's 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 my explanation I don't feel like I get starstruck the way that other people get starstruck even mm-hmm. like when I love Star Trek, but even when Brent Spiner and Jonathan Franks were we saw were, them from a distance across the fucking yes. room, I considered it, and I think it was like what forty bucks or something like that to but get. They a, were together, weren't they? Were they separate? Separate, I think. I don't remember. I think they were separate, but it was like the price point was like forty bucks, something like that. And mm-hmm. even then, I was like, I don't think so. I, and I'm a star. Yeah. I'm a Trekkie. Even then, I was like, I don't think so. My the only answer I could give, besides David Tennant, would be maybe Kevin Smith. I'm I if there is I was gonna say him if there is one person who I'm a fanboy of it is Kevin Smith I yeah. you, whether you like Again, or hate his movies I still love his personality he just feels West. like a good dude like, however however I could meet him for free as he's walking out the fucking thing though because this dude is if you listen to his podcast or hear him talk at all he's the kind of has he has a kind of attitude where he's more than willing. He wants to stop and ha- take a video with you or take it because he would post it on his social media, his Twitter and shit like that, and his Instagram. And he's more than happy to because he has a mentality of you are the reason why I can do this because you spent money on my work. So I'm more than happy to stop and just talk to you for five minutes. I, I think, could do it for free, basically. I think I might have told this story on the podcast before, but when I was young, maybe 10, 12 years old. I went with my father to Toronto, Canada for a Star Trek convention. You told us, sir, I didn't know it was in Canada. It was in Toronto, yeah. I didn't know that. It was a, it was a Star Trek convention in Canada, and Leonard Nimoy was there. And I love The Nimster. And he did a meet and greet, and it was pricey, and we didn't... It was our first time. We were rookies. We didn't pay ahead of time, but we were going to do it. Like, my dad and I were going to, like, do it, pay the money. And then we saw the line which like wrapped around the convention center. It was oh, like, I imagine it was like, incre- like, so I was like bombed. 
I'm like, oh, I don't want to wait. Nah, my dad really didn't either. So we didn't do it. He did a he did a panel where he was in like one of the conference rooms. Yeah. We did go to the panel, which was standing room only. Of course, we didn't get a seat, so we were like standing kind of in the back. I didn't ask any questions. People had to line up to ask questions. Yeah. You know, I didn't even do that. But I was in the room when he did his panel. I thought it was freaking cool. We stayed at the hotel that was attached to the convention center. And I had a great time. I mean, I was bummed I didn't get to meet Leonard Nimoy, but everything else was so cool that day. So we had gone back to the hotel. I don't remember what we were doing. We had gone back to our room. My father and I, we were hanging out. Then we were walking back. They, the hotel was attached to the convention center by one of those like bridges to go over a road, like a, yeah. like a covered area. So we were walking through there. Empty. Nobody else there. Who's walking the other way? Leonard Nemo and a couple people around him, like his entourage, in the same hall as us. And I'm like, oh. and my dad, of course, he says something, and he just stops, and I, I shook his hand. Nice. In the freaking tunnel and leading from the. Never he was walking to again. the hotel. I was walking from the hotel back to the convention center. He must have been going to his room to like take a break. Do you or have whatever. any Star Trek gear kitted out or anything like that? I was Star dressed. Trek- Head to toe, I was dressed like Wesley Crusher. That's right. I, yes. I, I have a pic. I have pictures. Wesley Crusher was my favorite, favorite character. Make fun of me all you want, but I, I could, I could associate with him because he was young. I was young. He was my favorite character. Who Leonard Nimoy has never interacted with on screen at all. Never. So. Completely different generations. That's the whole idea. Yeah, the twenty fourth century was a little bit. Different the original series, but like I was dressed like, uh, but I wasn't in his like gray. I was in his, or I wasn't his cadet like uniform. I was in his ensign uniform when he came back as ensign. Yeah. I was in his that ensign, red the red one, yes. And he shook my hand and and he just said he said I love seeing the young fans at these because I was young, and it just oh my god, it was like the coolest moment of my life. Leonard Nimoy is one of those kind of people where you almost wish, like, if you have an immortality drug, you want to give it to that person. Like, you, I was, if you have the choice of like, you can give yourself immortality, yeah. but you can give Leonard Nimoy. Immortality. He's one of those kind of people where it's like, maybe I, I was, I was pretty heartbroken. You remember? Yeah, we were doing this. I was. He seemed like such a nice guy. I was very sad when such he passed away. Such an incredibly away. good and, person. Um, Only the so. good die young. Even though he was older, he's died younger than most. So. Kingsman. Yes, back to the Kingsman. Kingsman. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, I didn't like it more than the Kingsman. But no. That's going to be hard to beat. Kingsman is like an amazing movie. Yeah. So we're going to take a we're going to take a hiatus I think for course cinema. We are. We are. We yes. talked about this and just to cut I'm still salty, but I'll get over it. A couple weeks ago, Adam, you didn't follow through on your homework. The only one I never watched. Yes, I watched the first fifteen minutes and turned it off. I said I can't do it right and, now, and and that's and that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'll get over it eventually. But, and since then, I feel like maybe it's getting a little stale. We we, we love this. We love this bit. We do. We love this segment of the show. I but find we've been it, doing it for a long yes. time now. At this point, I find it very difficult to find a, a compelling movie for Scott to watch. At this point, it's almost like we're just. 
digging at the bottom of the bag just trying to find something. Before we started recording the show today, I, I didn't have a movie ready for Adam to watch, and he didn't have one ready for me to watch. Yeah. So before we started, we're both scrolling through our phones, and I'm like, have you seen this movie? He's like, have you seen that movie? And then Adam said, you know, why don't we just take a break from Course of Cinema, yeah. recharge the batteries... Maybe bring it maybe, back eventually. Maybe we'll take a long break and maybe we'll come up with a different segment. We did. We used to do that all the time. We had uh, throwback cinema was another one we used mm-hmm. to do. So maybe this will just take a break and we'll maybe we'll think of something new to try right, or something. Right, you know, right. it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna hide us. If you have suggestions for yeah. maybe a different segment you'd like to, you know, hear us talk about or anything like that, you know, you can email us at distraction at gmail We are on Facebook and we're on Twitter. Search for distraction. At podcast FYD, we are on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Search for distraction on there. Rate us, like us, share us with your friends, and subscribe. The only way that we can grow is if you guys help us grow. Um, if you're watching the video portion of the podcast, you can see us uh, do it live pretty much every Saturday night, unless we just don't do it at all. Uh, on Facebook, I will also upload the video portion onto YouTube. Uh, the link for YouTube is in all the descriptions, but if you want to find us on there, you can search for the episode name and you can subscribe. If you will, it's just it's just good fun. It's just good fun, guys. We we try to have fun. We try to be lighthearted. This week has been shit, but you know we're trying to we're trying to we're trying to do better. Isn't that right, Scott? That is right, sir. Oh, so. So what are the odds you think you're going to watch the Batman before the next time we record? Slim to none? I'd like to see it. We could try. We could try. I've got a busy week coming up. I've got a lot Ironically, going on. Ironically, I'm on spring break from class. Typically, so I have I'm nothing doing. to do and you're busy, busy bee. Yeah. And now I have a very busy week and you have off. So we'll try to make it work. I wouldn't mind doing it. Um you're in politics. Why don't you do something about these gas prices, you motherfucker? I just realized that. You're in politics. I'm just a crazy libdard. 